This is Jay and Dave. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the daily podcast for the Jay and Dave Breakfast Show, show number 2935. What a uh, podcast it will be today, but what a show it was. Oh, absolutely. We have the Did You Knows on the way. Mm. We also have Amelia Oberhart. Uh, she's got the podcast on the listener app, Secrets We Keep. Now, you've been listening to this, Jay, and you think it's fantastic. It's inspired you mm. to look into your own family tree. Well, I'm terrified about doing it, but yes. And now, listeners this morning were talking about their experiences with digging into their family trees as well, the things yeah. that you find. Some people saying, don't do it. Other people saying, no, go for it. So I'm, I'm not decided yet. So it's a flip of the coin? Yeah, pretty much. Okay. I don't want to... I don't want to... I do want to know some of the secrets, but I don't know what I... Don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Does anyone know? You don't want to know what you don't know. That's that's. I don't just... want to know what I don't know. <laughs> because maybe if I know, then I'll prefer that I didn't know. Okay. You know? Well, no, I don't know. <laughs> oh, my God. Here's uh, the podcast. Oh, by the way, before oh, we go, yeah. keyword. And the um, we need the code word for the pink tickets on Tuesday's breakfast show. Well, that is going to come up in the middle mm. of the podcast. Okay. Make it easier for everyone. So you have to listen to at least half <laughs> the podcast. Who's it making it easier for? <laughs> Keep listening to the podcast. You'll get the code word soon. Now, Dave, earlier I was telling you about that podcast. You have to you have to listen to this, folks. Mark it on the listener app. It's called Secrets We Keep. Amelia Oberhart is a journalist. Uh, she's mm. in Brizzy. I told you earlier there yes. was at her mum's wake at the funeral. Sees a photo on the um, on the memory board. Of her mum with a man and a baby mm. that wasn't her, which started this whole thing. Could you even imagine being in that position? Oh, Crazy. not at all. Amelia joins us. Amelia, tell us about the uh, venturing down the rabbit hole. That's crazy. Good morning, guys. Well, thank you for having me on. Um, yeah, so 12 years ago, my mum had passed away. She died um, of alcoholism at a very young age of 56. And so, you know, I was in my early 20s at that stage um, and certainly was very much looking for answers um, as to the questions I had surrounding why someone um, like that who had everything to live for was dead. Um, and so I was at the funeral. I hadn't collated the slideshow. My best friend had flown home and done that for me. So it was the first time I actually saw it was when I was at the wake. Um, and all these normal pictures are flashing up and it's everyone, you know, happy families. And then all of a sudden this photo of this man and um, a baby and, and my mom wearing a wedding ring flashes up and I turned to my uh, friend and I said, who is that? In not so many words. And she said, that's your mum and your dad and you as a baby. And I said, well, that's not my dad and that's not me. And I turned around to the gawking faces of, of her extended family and I just got such a mixture. I was like, who is this? And, you know, as the night went on, ask everyone. I got, you know, that was a cousin um, that was her baby, that she had been pregnant, the baby died. I just got such a, and, you know, having never known that she was married before, let alone had been pregnant, um, mm. was quite shocking. When I got the photo back, it was timestamped August 1973. So that made her 17 at the time. Um, and I guess over 12 years, I went on this journey of trying to find answers. I signed up to Ancestry.com. Um, you know, I would you know, hold down anyone that was in any sort of um, situation that was close to her and just beg them to tell me what had happened. And I just got, I, I never got a straight answer from anybody. Um, and I got a lot of stop asking questions. How wow. frustrating would that have, that must have been so frustrating though, to even go through that and think, I, 
because you know you're you're your mother's daughter, but you know you don't know this man. Where does and it just seems like everybody was giving you every answer except for the truth. Yeah, that's exactly right. And you know, from a family perspective, I can understand you know the need for privacy, but at the same time, secrets like that are what this whole system existed off having the shame and the stigma attached to something that was she was 17 and pregnant you know that wasn't and by any account these days you have a lot more options if you find yourself 17 and pregnant than you did in 1970 and they you know pushed this shame and stigma onto these women which is what has obviously resulted in the forced adoption era which is what the bulk of the podcast ends up being about yeah. is that 250,000 women had to give away their babies hmm. simply because their family still to this day wouldn't acknowledge that, you know, either a mistake had been made or that they just simply weren't married, but they had no option to keep their children. Now, being a, a journalist and everything, you would have chased this right down to, to try and found out a lot more information. Did you actually meet the child that was in the photo? No, so it did turn out that she had, well, allegedly lost the baby hmm. um, when they were, you know, quite far into the pregnancy and that the family then forced her to get married at 17 to kind of secure them from any future shame that would, you know, they were pregnant, forced to get married um, and then lost the baby. I mean, I believe Michael, the man that I did track down to Cairns, he was delightful um, and very honest and and open with me and told me everything, Um, you know, but people have come out since saying, oh no, they had the baby and uh, I just... I don't believe really that. I think that it was just such a time of secrecy that things can be misinterpreted over, you know, the span of 40 years when you're trying to remember occasions that happened back then. Mm. But what it did lead me to was this uh, explosion of people that all had a story. Everybody I spoke to, whether it was their cousin, their own mum, their auntie, a sister that they found out was actually their mum, or everyone had a story and, and somehow even in, you know, the six degrees of separation had been affected to some degree by forced adoption. And that sort of really pushed me as a journalist, I guess, to open up the conversation that for some reason has been closed for the last 40 years um, and give these women a platform. You know, I've, I was listening to, and I'm only newly into the podcast, but I'm going to continue listening today. But I did hear right. the emotion in your voice, like you, mm. you, um, and this obviously is it's a very real story. So it's very, very difficult for you to unearth all of these secrets and stuff. Did you feel feel betrayed? Like even your dad, you spoke to your dad, and your dad didn't know a whole lot about it either. Like, did you feel betrayed at all? Um, like not by my dad or by anyone in my close family circle. Mm. I mean, family dynamics are, are very difficult to navigate. Everyone has very different feelings about this topic in particular. Um, but, you know, for me, I believed that I, I needed to tell my story in order to, you know, justify the platform I was given, um, giving other women. And I believed it was a story that really needed to come out um, to help others heal. And I also think that sharing my mum's story has helped so many people. It's all been worth it, mm. you know, well, retrospectively through the tough time it yeah. kind of was from a family dynamic. Amelia, you've just sold me. I think I'm going to be uh, listening to that podcast you've now too. Yeah. market. It's on the listener app, Secrets We Keep. Um, in short, Amelia, do you, now I know my situation is different to yours and I don't have that story, the same story that you've got. Do you encourage anybody to dig deep into their family to see if there's any secrets that they should be unearthing or do you just leave it alone? 
Well, in retrospect to myself, I'm very glad I, I went digging. I think that um, if you're prepared for any outcome, it's probably the best way to deal with something like that. I mm. think they are often quite shocking, but you aren't going looking unless you strongly suspect something anyway. You know, people don't, you know, and, and, and it just confirms humans' innate need for identity. People just want to know where they came from, who they are, yeah. um, and, you know, and to build a full picture for themselves so that they can better understand themselves, I think. So I would say that for anyone that is looking, you know, they're looking for a reason and, and yeah, just be prepared for what you may find. Great advice. Good call. Amelia Overhart, thank you so much for joining us this morning. Thank you for being so open and raw with your story. Make sure you uh, check it out, folks, on the Listener app, Secrets We Keep. Thanks for joining us this morning. Thanks for having me, guys. Best of luck on your search. Thank you. I'm terrified. But <laughs> uh, listen to that again on the Listener app, folks. L I S T N R J and Dave for breakfast here on Triple M. But did you know? Guess what? I didn't know that. That's cool. I can teach you. Okay. What's making news today? Okay. Well, I'll start off with the uh, the local one, Dali Bay, the coal terminal, state's largest coal export terminal. You know that, right? Exactly right. Yeah. yeah it has the capacity to export up to 85 million tonnes of coal per year. Mm. That's its capacity. That's why we have all those coal ships off the coast. That's exactly right. If the current coal price, because I checked it this morning, $107 per tonne, that's a lot of money. <laughs> you didn't do the calculations, I, though. I did, but it just doesn't feel like it's right. About $909 million per year. Oh, that's just a drop in the ocean, isn't it? I thought it was a lot more than that. Could write a check for that now. But did you know? <laughs> Guess what? I didn't know that. That's cool. I can teach you. Hello to the team of Dally Bay working hard this morning. Uh, the Swahili word for giraffe is twiga. Now, you've been to, uh, to uh, South Africa. Mm-hmm. Uh, it translated to English, though, it means meat tree. Meat tree? Yeah. Because <laughs> it's so tall. And they have the longest <laughs> tongue in the history of mankind. Did you know? Guess what? I didn't know that. Very big tongue. That's cool. Yeah. Teach you. Even Gene Simmons is, uh, is uh, envious of that I one. feel like meat, uh, meat tree also appeals to Gene Simmons. Yeah. <laughs> Not just the tongue from what I've heard. Uh, Switzerland. You'll like this. They have cinemas. You know how you have the gold star cinemas here? These ones are even better. They've got double beds instead of chairs. We have gold star cinemas here in Mackay. No, not here, but in Australia. Yeah. But if we could actually get uh, a couple of double beds, that'd be great. I would fall asleep. asleep. But did you know? Guess what? Every time. That's cool. I can teach you. I feel like a lot of people are like that. You go to put a movie on on the weekend. Yeah. Five minutes in. Well, yes. Like, you are wasting your time if you have double beds at a cinema. So you don't have to worry about uh, people talking during the movie. Yeah. It's people snoring during the movie. That's a good point. There's a German circus that uses holograms of animals instead of live ones so they can remain cruelty-free. Great idea. Is it right? I, I would say so, yeah, because you want everyone to in, in be involved in the circus, you know what I mean? And for those people that uh, think about uh, the animals being treated cruelly, which is not really the case in a circus, in most cases anyway, mm. you would think, uh, okay, well, it's it's getting the best of both worlds there. Okay, each their own. Yeah. But did you know? Guess what? I didn't know that. That's cool. I, I don't... I don't get the appeal with the holographic thing. It's like going to see ABBA on stage, the holographics. Like, I'm just watching a movie. Like, give, give me the actual band and I'll be impressed. Uh, fair enough. you got a point. Mm. Look, I've saved the best till last. 
I mean, the meat tree thing is pretty good. Like, <laughs> how do you beat that? Well, this one definitely will. This is uh, scientists. They've actually studied this. Okay? They got a grant to get this done. Scientists have predicted that 23,034 slaps can cook a chicken. <laughs> Whack! 23,000 slaps yes. can cook a chicken. Yeah. Can we get a raw chicken in here? And <laughs> Dave, <laughs> did you know? Guess what? Dave's going to slap his meat, the meat for um. Did you? For chicken, slap the chicken for twenty three thousand slaps to cook that chicken. Base that chicken. Base. <laughs> okay, it's the middle of the podcast, Jane. We did say we're going to give you the code word to win pink tickets. Okay, okay. for tomorrow morning's breakfast show, the. Code word today is Pink's actual name. Alicia Moore. Alicia Moore. Listen to that. Make sure you keep it uh, written down somewhere. Mm. Tomorrow morning on The Breakfast Show, we'll give you the cue to call. All right. Good luck. Then we'll catch up with uh, journalists uh, for Triple M, B105 in Brisbane. It's Amelia Oberhart. Got a great podcast on the listener app at the moment. Secrets we keep, and I came across the uh, podcast. We talked about it a few months ago as well. Yeah, and I thought I'm going to listen to this because I'm looking at digging into my family tree. Um, but secrets that pop up along the way, and, and Amelia's come up, come about. Yeah, uh, at her mother's wake, at the funeral for her mother, uh, who was a journalist in Brisbane too, and yeah. she saw this image of Amelia's mum and this man and this baby, and she's like, "Hang on a second. Where are these secrets from? Wow. She's going to talk about that after eight this morning. But your recommendations, Mackaywood Sundays, do you recommend digging into your family tree, doing the DNA testing, that sort of thing? Yeah, look, uh, Sonia's in North Mackay. Do you recommend digging into your your family tree? No, I don't because um, I've got two stepsisters that I found out on my sperm donor's death certificate and then I looked, looked into it. Years later, and I thought, no, hang on, he left them for a reason. They probably don't even know about that he exists, so they're better off knowing that he don't. I'll let it go. But aren't you intrigued to, to meet your, your stepsisters? No, because they're like, like 12, 14 years older than me, and, yeah, I just reckon they're better off not knowing who their sperm donor is, and they might not have been told about him. So, so as I looked in, she remarried, so I thought, well, they've probably taken on this new guy as their father and don't even know about my sperm donor, so I thought I'm better off not to know because he was a nasty man. Right. Yeah, right. See, that's my thing. Like, I'm not, I'm not talking about my immediate family, but what happens mm. if there's, like, other things that come up that you're, like, you're not prepared for? One triple three five three. That's my that's my concern. Okay. Pauline in Halliday Bay, did you have a concern before digging into, into the, uh, the family tree? No, I didn't have a concern. I had curiosity. And um, my mum... Oh, no. well, we'll put her on hold. We'll come back to her. Let's yeah. go to Amy. Uh, Amy in North Mackay. Have, now, you've done the DNA testing, right? Yes, I have. Okay. Were you were you scared about what it was going to reveal and what was going to be dug up, I guess? I was more, yeah, interested if I had any um, origins, ancient origins. Mm. But um, long story short, um, got connected to a first cousin and I've now met my half-sister. Okay, so whereabouts do they live? It was it in Australia, or how far have you gone back in the tree? Uh, back in the tree was like to the 1700s to England, but my um, first cousins and half-sisters are all in Queensland. 
Wow. And what was it like meeting for the first time? I, I can't even imagine like what it would be like meeting this person going, hey, I'm, I'm related to you, and you had no idea. Um, yeah, it was surreal because, yeah, we're both grown up as only kids, mm. and now we've both got sisters, so it's amazing. Wow. Did you need some Dutch courage before meeting them, like a, a couple of drinks at the pub beforehand or what? Oh, you know, threw up a few times. That's oh, yeah. <laughs> See, that's the thing. I don't, I'm just scared about what I'm going to find. Thank you for the yeah. call. Uh, I was wondering, I'm just worried about what's, what's going to come of it. Like, I'm not yeah. expecting huge secrets, but yeah. you know what I'm like? I'm you worry about the, the tiniest of things sometimes. No, I just don't like surprises. And I feel like yeah. that's just a whole bag of surprises in the family tree. On both sides, my mum's side yeah. and my dad's side. So That'll be interesting to see if you've got a twin. Poor twin. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if that's okay, let us on our Facebook page, Triple M Mackay with Sundays. And I'm looking forward to catching up with Amelia Oberhardt about her uh, secrets or the secrets in her family yeah. after eight this morning. Hey, we'll check your uh, your tweets, your messages, your emails up in just a moment here, Triple M. Morning. The Daily Mercury chats each and every second Monday, mm. normally with Paul, the senior editor, uh, editor in chief, if you will. Uh, he's not here in mm. Mackay. So we've got one of our very good friends over many years, Janessa Eckert. Good morning. Good morning. Janessa, I was trying to do the math this morning. How long have we known each other for? I, oh, think I started in Mackay in 2011, I think. So it's a long time now. And you're originally from Prospine, aren't you? No, with Sundays. With Sundays. Okay. <laughs> Early beach. Early. Let's make that distinction. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's okay. like, that's Let like me saying, just step away. you're from Serena, aren't you? No, Mackay. No, Mackay, not Serena. Uh, look, uh, long time of uh, journalistic uh, skill that you've got. One big story that I did see on the weekend, and Dave and I were talking about this, is the, the bank or the formerly location of... Um, uh, Jamaica Blue and Victoria Street has been sold mm. off. Yeah, it has. I think that's um, really exciting. I mean, I more knew it as Kevin's Place. Yes. Um, yeah, yeah. Had dinner there many times when it was still running. Yeah, right. And now it's back in local hands, which I think is just really sort of great for Mackay. I think mm. it shows confidence yeah. um, in Mackay. Do we know no, who's purchased that? Who no, we? we don't. They're keeping pretty tight-lipped on who's purchased it and how much it was sold for. Right. But it was a local group, wasn't it? Yeah, it is. It has been sold to a local entity. Oh, that's fantastic. So, as a journalist, how do you find this information out? Like, obviously, it's sold, but, like, how do you dig deep into trying to find out who buys that? Like, mm. is it just, or are they keeping really tight-lipped about the whole thing? Uh, I mean, the sale is, is public knowledge, yeah. but in terms of who sold it, usually I think... Uh, a, a broker can let us know if the the, the buyer wants us to know. Gotcha. Otherwise, if they're okay. keeping pretty tight-lipped, yeah. um, it can I, I did notice someone, uh, a couple of people actually, I was uh, driving past there on a Sunday afternoon. I, I was out having lunch with someone. And Such a two, social butterfly. No, well, thank you. <laughs> but there were two people up on the uh, the steps of it, on the on the front of it, just looking at the uh, the whole building and everything else. So that must have been them. I should have stopped and sat and shook their Where hand. Where's your investigative skills? Did you take there? a photo. I, well, yes. I was driving at the time. You're not allowed to do that. Not little friends, Dave. <laughs> You're supposed yes. to be helping out the Mercury. So when do we uh, do we know? Oh well, it's hard if we don't even know who's buying it. It's hard to tell what that place is going to be used for then. 
I was having yeah, I was having to think about that over the weekend. I just no idea mm. what it could be used for. I mean, I think it'd be great for another restaurant to go there because it's just such a top location. Absolutely, it, it does look fantastic on the outside as well. Because when we first you said bank to me on the weekend, I thought it was the old one down the other side of Victoria Street. Oh, which, Commonwealth Bank. Yeah, yeah. So yeah everyone's no. talking about that that location too. But look, it'll be interesting to see what comes of that. Who is going to be, come out as the owner? Like you say, I think it needs to be another restaurant. I think our mm. – and like confidence is what you said, Janessa, the city centre, we've had a bit of a, a punch uh, over the last few years, but it's good to see locals buying back those properties in the city centre. So one last question, Janessa. You didn't buy it, did you? No, it wasn't me. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Janessa, thanks for joining us this morning. Appreciate your time. Thank you. Um, of course, get all those headlines as well from the Daily Mercury and go to their Facebook page. Also a great source of information there. Uh, with Jay and Dave for breakfast here on Triple M. It's Triple M Breakfast.